Welcome to My Teacher Friends Podcast. My name is Rachel, and I am a middle school choir teacher. I'm so excited to be hosting this podcast to share stories, teaching tips, and inspiration. Each week, I'll be joined by one of my smart, talented, passionate teacher friends for a conversation about all things education. Join us, because there's no job as challenging or as rewarding as being a teacher. Hello, everyone. Surprise! I am coming out with an episode a day early. Um, I hope that maybe you have some time to listen to it today, or if not, obviously, whenever you normally listen. The reason I'm coming out with this early is because tomorrow, Monday, which is normally when I come out with a new episode, I am starting hybrid instruction. So this will be the first time that I've had students in person in my classroom since mid-March 2020. And I know some of you out there have been doing it all year. Um, Maybe some of you are like me and have just recently started it. I'm equally excited as I am nervous. And I've been telling my students leading up to this week, your teachers are doing everything they can to make this the best experience for you. And with that, there are going to be bumps along the road. So I'm telling them that, but I think I've also been telling myself that. And we'll see. We will see what next week brings. And I'm sure I'll have something to share next time I come out with an episode. But That's a little update about me and where I'm at. Sixth and seventh graders back in the classroom tomorrow. It's going to be interesting. They're excited. Some of them are. (laughs) Oh, Anyway, so today's episode I'm excited to share with you. When I was thinking initially about who I wanted on the podcast, today's guest was actually one of the first people I thought of. And the reason is because he did not get his undergraduate degree in education. My friend Mitch, I met at UW-Eau Claire in choir, and he got his degree in something else. But you're going to have to listen to what exactly that was. It wasn't until a few years after he graduated that he decided he wanted to be an elementary teacher. And on top of that, he left his home state to go teach somewhere completely different. Again, you have to listen to the episode to find out. I can't tell you everything right now. This interview was fun because Mitch and I haven't talked for many years. So it was really fun to see each other virtually talk for the first time in several years. And just to give you a point of reference, this podcast was recorded in January. What I really liked about our conversation was how Mitch addressed teachers having a positive mindset and teachers like Mitch and myself who struggle with perfectionism, how to work through that. 
So I'm really excited for you to hear today's episode. And wherever you are, if you are a teacher, I am wishing you well during these trying times. And I'm so grateful that you are taking time out of your life to listen to this. To my non-teacher friends who are listening, tuning in, or not friends, you know, people I don't even know, thank you too. I know that your lives are just as busy in whatever you're doing, and I hope that you're learning something from these episodes. That's my goal. All right, without further ado, my friend Mitch. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Mitch. I've known Mitch for just about eight and a half years now. Let's get started with a little bit about you. Can you share your educational history, where you went to school, and what other professional jobs you've had leading up to where you are today? Well, first off, thank you so much for having me here today, Rachel. I'm very excited to share my experience. I know we met back at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. Go Blue Golds! And Rachel and I were in choir together. Um, Singing has always been a huge part of my life. Um, And I graduated from Eau Claire with an organizational communication degree because I honestly had no clue what to do with my life. Um, And as I was getting closer and closer to graduating, I kept thinking, man, there's gotta be some experience or adventure I could go on. And I thought about the Disney college program and I went ahead and applied for that program, got accepted, and immediately after graduating from college in 2015, I went to Disney World in Florida and worked in the Magic Kingdom parking lot, probably the most magical place on the earth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, honestly, it was was such an incredible experience. Um, The job itself was okay, but the experience was just worth so, so much in the long run including who I met as my coworkers, one of them being my wife. And through that whole experience, it just opened my eyes to that the world is such a big place and there's so much to see. And so she had a job set up in Austin, Texas, and she's from Houston. So she had a job set up there. I had no idea what to do. So when our program ended, we went to Austin, Texas. I was doing odd end jobs through marketing. I did a little phone sales. And while I was very good at that, it just didn't seem rewarding. And in the back of my head, I just kept thinking, there's got to be something more rewarding I can be doing with my time. And my mom, who was a teacher for 31 years, was is one of my biggest mentors. And I just decided I, I really think that's what I want to do. So I was going through not only the Texas teachers program, because I grew up in Wisconsin. So I was learning all this new curriculum. I was learning all the programs, all the different things that are here in Texas versus in Wisconsin. And while doing that, I was like, I may as well try to substitute teach and see if this is really what I want to do. So I was substitute teaching in Georgetown, Texas and Pflugerville, which are both suburbs of Austin. And I'll never forget this one story I had that this was like the pivotal moment for me wanting to be a teacher. I always thought high school would be where I end up. And here I am elementary school. I was a substitute. I was supposed to be an office assistant at a local elementary school in Georgetown. Walked in and they're like, hey, so 
there's a fourth grade teacher who's out today. Would you like to fill that spot? And at first I was like, I sure, why not? Let's, let's see what happens. And that day started off as just a blur of emotions. And by the end of the day, I had students telling me things like, Mr. Berg, I want you to be the teacher for the rest of my life. And I was like, this is what I need to do. This, this is it. And so from that moment forward, my focus was driven on being in elementary school. And so I got a long-term substitute position at, at Pflugerville as a fifth grade bilingual math and science teacher. Now I had no bilingual experience. I knew Spanish enough to have conversations but really not enough to teach. And so that was a very challenging experience for me, but it went so, so well. And that was actually the school after that long-term position where I got hired on as a third grade math and science teacher. So I was there for two years, had a wonderful experience, um, but in the end, my wife and I decided we wanted to move closer to family. So that's why we moved to Houston and I've had my first year here in Mont Bellevue, Texas, which is an eastern suburb of Houston. And it's just been a wonderful experience so far. And that's where I'm at today. What a whirlwind. <laughs> and what, it's been crazy. It's what been crazy. What are you teaching right now? So I, same grades, third grade, math, science, and now I teach social studies as well. Okay. I have so many questions. Okay, so you finish undergrad. Did you know people who did the Disney program or did you see a flyer or like what made you decide to do that of all things? So I had a coworker of mine when I was working at event production crew at Eau Claire who had done the program and just through working with her, she was telling me about her experiences and I was like, wow, this sounds like something I could totally do. And then I also had another friend of mine who also was at Eau Claire who was in choir with us. And she had done the program too. And I was like, okay, well, these people seem to love it. I don't know what I want to do. I may as well take a leap of faith. It's now or never. So I did. And I can honestly say it was the best decision I've ever made. So, yeah. I mean, it kind of, for you, it sounds like it catapulted, like what is now your life? It totally has. I have never in a million years thought I'd be in Texas, let alone teaching elementary school in Texas and doing very well at it. So it's been a good experience so far. That's awesome. What was the biggest difference between school, your, go, you going through school in Texas versus Wisconsin? The biggest difference is Texas has their own curriculum program and they're called TEKS. Texas has their own specific TEKS. So I was not only learning how to teach this curriculum, but learning brand new things that I and standards that I had never used before. And how long was that program? So I did an online, it was fully online and it was a self-paced program. And what they do, it's called Texas Teachers. And they put you through these online courses and you don't student teach at all. You literally do the program. By the end of it, you take your certification test. I got that and then they basically just throw you into a classroom. Well, that's nice that you also were subbing. Like you got, you yes. probably have a lot of stories. Do you have a story that sticks out in your mind from any of your subbing experiences? Probably my favorite story of all time with substitute teaching is 
when I was a fifth grade bilingual teacher. Um, later that school year, when I went back to substitute for another fifth grade teacher, I'll never forget, we went to recess that day and all these kids had made like personalized little arts and crafts letters saying how they missed me. And like the whole class gave me like a little personal note. And that was just such a, Aww. such a cool experience knowing that yes, it was challenging. And at times I'm sure I wasn't fully understanding what they were saying, but we got through it. And in the end, it was building those relationships with those kids that made the difference. All about relationships. And it, it sounds like you, you feel fulfilled. You are fine. I do. I love it. I truly do. I never, before when I was working at different odd end jobs here and there, trying to figure out what to do, I would always come home questioning whether this is really what I want to do. And now, no matter how challenging my day was or how stressful, because as you know, there's a lot of ups and downs being a teacher. I never come home questioning if this is really what I want to do. I know this is what I want to do. And now it's just me trying to figure out how can I better myself to make sure that I am fulfilling and helping these children learn. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting you say that because I feel like I have a lot of conversations with people about, especially right now there are, for me, there are definitely more difficult days than easy days in my job. But I always say that this is a calling. I cannot imagine doing anything else on the toughest days. I'm like, okay, what other job could I do? I can't, I literally cannot think of anything that would fulfill me in the same way that that teaching does. So yep. I'm glad that you found that. And I hope that it lasts for many years. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So we are going to move on to, I'm going to clump some questions together here. So okay. what's going well for you in teaching right now? And some teaching tips. So share with the listeners a teaching tip, something that has worked well for you in your classroom environment and self-care right now. What are you doing for you? And you can answer that to all of those in any way you want. Um, and maybe tell the listeners within this pandemic we're living in, what does teaching really look like for you? Or what has it looked like in the past year? So I, I'm gonna start with the teaching tip. And I, I'm a huge component of social emotional learning. I think the only way to get kids to learn is by getting to their hearts. And so what I do every single day, cause I know, especially now with this pandemic, there's a lot of negativity in the world and a lot of fear. Um, so what I do every single day, first off, my classroom is Harry Potter themed. So everything is based off of the different houses and Hogwarts. I have a, an entire wall of owl formations and it's called Hedwig's post office. You, um, okay, I'm sorry, I have to pause you. You are such an elementary teacher with your- Thank you. You love your room. No, that's amazing though, keep going. Thank you. So I have this wall of owl formations. So every, there's like little envelopes on the wall where students can drop little positive notes to each other. And on Fridays, they get to go to the post office and pick up their mail. And that experience has been just so rewarding because- I can give them affirmations. They give each other affirmations. They can give me affirmations. And that experience of building up these positive, 
this positive culture in the classroom has been so rewarding, especially during this pandemic. Um, so I would recommend if you can try to do some kind of affirmations, some kind of process where kids are able to compliment and give each other love and support. That's huge. And the other thing I would say is every morning before, uh, after announcements, we do good things. So every single day I start by going, I don't know if you've heard the Bobby Bones radio show, but he always did the tell me something good. Yeah. And the kids all sing this little tune. We point to kids. They say their good thing for the day. And it can be as, as simple as I ate toast for breakfast. You know, it could be literally anything, but it's, it's amazing how starting the, the day off with that positive news really jump starts the routine for the whole day. Yeah. That's the mood. That's the tone. Yes. yes. Um, and then another thing I would say in regards to what my classroom looks like right now, as I was saying earlier, we're fully in class. We don't have an online program going right now. So what a daily routine looks like. I, I have two classes. I start with my morning homeroom and then halfway through the day we switch, but every kid has these giant trifold plexiglass shields that they carry around. Um, so that's been a unique experience because when they're behind those shields, they can take their masks off. So that has helped, but I will say they're hard to see from. So I've had to really kind of transform the way I teach and it's a lot more hands-on and me giving them um, different activities that they can do individual and then using group work online because I can't really afford to have kids working in groups. So that part's been the most challenging, I would say. What are you doing for you right now? Oh, that's it. Okay. I forgot about that one. Um, so what I would say, what I'm doing for me right now, and this is one of my big components I'm trying to better myself with is, is having faith. Um, I think more so now than ever, we need to have faith in, in something. And I'm trying to do a, a one year Bible study podcast, just trying to use that to, to better myself and have faith that we're going to get through this. And that's, that's been my big thing. I started the podcast on the first and it's gone really well so far. And so that's what I am doing. Number one, to better myself. And number two, just trying to portion control. I tend to, to eat a lot more than I need to, especially when I'm stressed. <laughs> so I'm just, yeah, I'm trying to eat healthier and mainly just have faith. Teaching tip, I would say number one, always try to find the positive in any negative situation. It's very easy to, as we like to call it, have energy vampires who surround you and will suck out your positive energy. And it's just very important to not only hear those people out, but understand that they need support just as much as you do. And so no matter where you're at in your teaching career, it's always important to try to remember the positives in any situation. Because we're doing this because we chose this, right? And we need to remember why we chose this. Certainly not for the money. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> so you gotta have a, you gotta have your why that's bigger than that for sure yep awesome well thank you um my teaching tip for the week so this past week we all of our choir students in our district grade 6 12 um, in a typical in a normal year or in years past we have gotten together for a choir retreat where we all meet at the high school and we do a half day of singing together and learning about choir through the years and students get to meet other students from other schools and this year we obviously couldn't meet in person so our choir team brainstormed about what we could do and we decided to do a virtual retreat for one hour and it was so fun and I'm so glad we did it you know right now you never know how things are gonna go and it was great and we got great feedback from the students and I think if the you teachers listening out there if you have an opportunity where you can collaborate with other teachers in your discipline or um, see other students and and collaborate whatever it is on I think that's such a beneficial thing to do right now because students are able to see new faces learn from different people and it was just really fun i mean i had a blast too because i got to learn things we had students leading warm-ups um and it was really really fun so That's collaborate awesome. however you can right now if you are able is my tip and self-care um starting in the new year i um, so I had taken some hot yoga classes over the past couple years, and I really enjoyed them. Um, with, again, our world, I, did, I don't feel comfortable going into a hot yoga studio, but the studio I go to was offering virtual classes, and I was a little hesitant to take them just because I didn't know what the experience would be like and I decided to start taking some and I've really enjoyed it like way more than I thought. So I encourage all of you to try something that you're a little hesitant about that could um, ground you. Perhaps it's yoga, maybe it's something else, but try that this week. All right, moving on. It's time for our timed test. Yes. Now, you probably know better than me, but we're going to play a little game. As a kid, I remember loving those third grade multiplication time tests. Did you have mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I did too. I used to stress about them though. I didn't, I wouldn't say I loved them. I well, was I was not, I'm not, <laughs> I wasn't the best at math, but I did, I don't yeah. know, something about a good old time test. Anyway, That's right. That's we're right. going to flip the deck and have a teacher time test. You'll have 60 seconds to answer as many questions as you can. And you can elaborate on them if you want. Um, but remember, there's only 60 seconds. Okay. okay. I have my timer ready. Are you ready? I am ready. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Favorite month of the school year? March. School lunch. Always, sometimes, never. Never. Favorite thing to do in the summer that you don't do during the school year? Swim. Teacher's lounge. Always, sometimes, never. Sometimes. No energy vampires, right? That's uh, right. First name of a student that had a huge impact on you? Zenarita. 
Going into school on the weekends. Always, sometimes, never. Sometimes. A teacher that inspired you as a child. My mom. Teaching summer school. Always, sometimes, never. I try to avoid it, so never. A teacher that inspires you today. Juanita. And that is our time. There it is. <laughs> Good job. You passed. All right. did, I, did I pass? Did I pass? You passed 100%. Yes. Okay. okay, on to our next section, advice. What advice do you have to someone entering their first years of teaching and advice for someone you have entering their last years of teaching? First year teachers, um, I know we come from various backgrounds. Some people went to, you know, a four or five year degree in college, student taught. Some people did what I did, where you're online and you have basically zero experience. And I would say the main thing to remember is going with an open mind. Um, being the new person, depending on your situation, can be very challenging or it can be very rewarding or it can be both. I would say try to learn as much as you can from your mentor if you have one. There are some great mentors out there. I have one currently that's just amazing. Um, but I would say also don't be afraid to, to speak your mind and to let your voice be heard. Because a lot of times, I know in my experience, I was very young compared to a lot of my co-teachers and they're just searching for ways to be innovative and for ways to make things new and exciting. And being the new person, that's your opportunity to really step in and show people that it's okay to make changes and it's okay to be creative and collaborate with young and the new. So that would, that would be my advice for new people. Um, also for new people, make sure you have a work-life balance. It's very easy to literally work and think about work all the time. And I'm a perfectionist myself. I struggle with this on a daily basis. One of my big things is learning acceptance about myself and that not everything is going to be perfect. And you just need to embrace that. You need to, to find a way to be okay if things aren't always 100% planned out because on a daily basis, things could go completely 180 in a single second. So you just need to make sure to have time for yourself and not let your job take over your life. Um, for the, the older folks who are looking at the end of their teaching career, I want you to remember first and foremost, your why you chose to do this. I think it's very easy later on in your career to think about the end in mind and forget about the present and the past and your, all your great experiences you've had in your teaching career. Um, I know personally, my mom, what, before she retired really struggled with this as well. And it's just really important to, to remember why you chose to do this and try to stay positive throughout your entire career and go out with a positive note. You don't want to be that person who is dreading going to school every day 
um, because people will notice that and you can take away from those people who are trying their best to stay positive. And I just want you to remember that culture and the, your attitude is, is very important throughout your daily life. So that's what I would say to those older folks. Great advice. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. We are on to our final question. These go by so fast. I just could talk forever. Okay. What are you currently listening to, watching, and reading? So what I'm listening to, I have two things. First off is my Bible study podcast. And the other one I listen to periodically here and there is actually um, Lonesome Dove, the, the book Lonesome Dove on audiobook. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll listen to it. It's a, it was a really good miniseries, I think, back in the 90s, I think. Anyways, but I really like it, and it's really, really good. Great story. Um, and then what I'm watching currently is The Queen's Gambit. I am on, my wife and I are on the second to last episode. We tried to power through in one full day and I just didn't have the attention span for it. And I was falling asleep. So we're going to finish it today and I love it so much. It's, it's very good. And then what I am, what was the last one? Sorry. Reading. Reading. Oh yeah. So this book is so good. It's, it's a magical realism book and it's called the shadow of the wind and it's by Carlos Ruiz Zafon. And it was originally written in Spanish. It takes place in Barcelona. And it was tr translated, but it is an amazing book. I would recommend it to anyone looking for a really good historical fiction novel that has magical realism. It's, it's a wonderful read, and I would highly recommend it. Awesome. I also thought of a book just when you were bringing up the energy vampires and, you know, all of that, mm. um, the energy bus by John Gordon. Have you Yes. I think that's, I think they talk about the energy vampires in that book. Yeah. So listeners, if any of you are struggling with energy vampires or maybe you yourself are feeling like one, um, it's a really quick read and I would highly recommend it. The Energy Bus by John Gordon. Yes, and then um, yeah. another book I just read recently that I really loved. It was by Dale Carnegie, and it's called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. Mm -hmm. And I really struggle with worry a lot. I worry about pretty much everything. And it's, it was really a great read for me to really self-reflect on how I can start living and stop worrying about every little thing. Sounds so like highly recommend it. A good book for a perfectionist. It is. And most teachers I've noticed always have a little bit of that perfectionist tendency. And I'm one myself. So. Yes. <laughs> Same here. We have that in common. Yep. Okay. Well, Mitch, is there anything else you want to share before we end today? I think my ending, my ending saying will be, whether you are a new teacher, an old teacher, or questioning whether you want to become a teacher, I think it's important that you follow your heart. And taking a leap of faith sometimes while extremely scary and the unknown can be terrifying can have some amazing rewards. So 
any teachers or aspiring teachers out there, follow your heart. That is great advice. I'd like to thank my guest, Mitch, for joining me today. It's fun to sit down and talk. It's been a really long time. So this, it has. this was a really nice time to, to chat today. Your students and your families you work with are very lucky to have you in their lives. And I can just imagine what they are learning from you. So thanks again for joining. This was so much fun. Yes, it was, Rachel. Thanks for having me. And that's it for this episode of My Teacher Friends. Send me an email and let me know what you thought of today's episode, if you tried any of our teaching tips, and how they worked for you and your students at myteacherfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, remember, teacher friends, take a deep breath, relationships matter, and never stop being authentically you.